Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to ComicPop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. I have a feeling I will make it to your house someday, because I go to New York at least three or four times a year. Totally. And I have a feeling one of those times I'll be like, hey Sal, can I crash on your couch and read comics? Right? And yeah. <laughs> and actually the, the, the back issue's couch is also a fold-out, so it works out perfectly. Let's see, then it just works. Right. It just oh. so so works. It'll be so fun. We have a little. Hey man, it'll be a slumber party. Uh, you been reading anything good lately? Uh, yeah. Uh, this week actually, some spectacular books came out. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows. I loved. Oh, is it good? I haven't. Yeah, I, really I, haven't good. I, I haven't had a chance to make it to the comic book shop, so I hope it's good. Yeah, Jerry Conway is writing it, and he was like, "I've written Spider-Man a lot." And he's like, I'm not going to, he, he wasn't like retreading old ground in any kind of like obvious way. It was kind of just in a, right, this is what it's like to write Spider-Man, right? And he just, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't miss a beat. And I love, I love Stegman's art. Uh, I was really sad. Oh, I do too. I love him Superior Spider-Man. Yes, that was, for me, that was the superior part of Superior Spider-Man was like, Stegman's art was so great. And, but it was really a treat to see the classic Spidey suit drawn by Stegman. Like in oh, action, that's great, man. and so oh like, yeah, that's right. He's never done that before. No, it's really awesome. So that looked great. Um, I'm I, loving uh, yeah, Clone Conspiracy. Yeah, that's a book. You don't like it? I like it, dude. Ah, uh, th- this new issue was better than the last one. Okay. I'm See, not really I just a, think yeah. I'm. This is this is what I this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking because I, I I'm I've so far been so far in on Dan Slott Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and I and I think I get why this event is not so much for other people. It's because most of his events are, I'm going to show you what the hook is up front, mm-hmm. but I have a surprise at the end. Yes. This one, he hasn't revealed the hook yet. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We don't know what the hell that like besides clones and who the weird dude. I think the hook's gonna be who's behind the mask. Yeah, he's really burying the lead on that one, and and I think that's what the hook is. And I I, I kind of think, man. I really think he's gonna slap us across the face with a, with a surprise. Like yeah. he, I think he's gonna knock us across the, the face with like a superior Spider-Man surprise. Yeah. No. I. I. My theory is it's probably gonna be Ben Riley. Yeah. Or I, I actually think it's either Ben Riley or it's actually a Peter Parker clone. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. yeah. I was just an extra clone and I figured and I just decided to become like a villain or whatever. <laughs> I, I I'd rather I'd rather it be Ben Riley because I want Ben Riley to come back into continuity. Yeah. So, That'd be a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Um, Superman is killing it. So great. Every and every Superman book is amazing. Since since the curtain is down, I'm going to let everybody in the chat room uh, and you. I got to read the next issue. Oh, no. Um, it is amazing. That's, uh, that's awesome, man. And Superman number seven was my favorite comic book of the year yes. so far. Easily. I think... It's 11, I think, because 10 just came out. Yeah, 11 would be, uh, what is that called? Crap, uh, Boot Camp. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to read ele- I'm gonna read 11 again <sighs> tonight, and it might become my favorite issue of the year. I got to tell you, 10, I was like, this is... I, I didn't think it could oh, beat... Oh, 11 tops it. Oh, God, yes. 11 tops it, man. It's It was so... I, I was blown away. I, I could. I was like, Whoa, oh, my God. Yes. Like, it, it made me immediately want to go to the... To the, uh, to the Patrick Gleason's website and just keep hitting refresh until I can buy that art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was and, and you know what else? It's also a uh, terrific prelude because we haven't seen any like the the promise of Super Sons is that union. Oh, this is kind you of like just a, wait. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. You just wait. <laughs> Can't wait, man. I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll even tip, tip you this. Okay. Uh, that that because like I said, the curtain's still down. So here yeah, we go. Exactly. Uh, no, nobody's listening. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> the person that names them Super Sons. Us. One of the best moments of comics this year. Nice. So. Okay. Well, I'm sold. I think that comes out what like next week or the week after. I, I think it's next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, man and. By the way, the release schedule for DC Rebirth, killing it. Just amazing. They haven't missed a beat. No. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's some, books, there's some books that I think kind of hurt every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, like Green Arrow changing its artists yeah, that a was, lot. That was too bad, but the but the artist they changed, because uh, I think it started with Schmidt, and now it's, I don't remember who's doing it now, but they're doing an amazing job too. But yeah, and I would say that the story to me is strong enough, and they've matched the artist close enough that I can still get through it, and I'm yeah. not bumped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, um, it's pretty solid. Yeah, not much. No, no quality dip. Mm-hmm. Which you, yep. which you would find. All right, I guess we've talked comics more, like long enough. We can talk about cartoons now. Sure, let's talk about cartoons. Yeah. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. <laughs> I am Sal here from Comic Pop, and with me today, I am joined by Jason Inman of DC All Access, and of course, his personal channel, Jowin. Uh, and Jason, before we start the show, I just uh, you have a very important message that I think you'd like to get out there, and I thought, why not share it right now at the top of the show? Sweet man. Uh, well, thanks. Um, if you don't know, every single year I run a comic drive for soldiers. That's where I try to collect comic books to send overseas to troops and for their families at home, the families that are missing the troops overseas. I primarily do that because I was a veteran. I was in the Army for six years. And one time in my care package, I actually got a comic book. It was actually Ultimate X-Men. Oh. And it was the start of the Ultimate X-Men Weapon X storyline. So, okay. yeah, like it's the cover where Wolverine's leaning against the bike. Yes. And, and then you read that issue, and it's all about Nightcrawler trying to escape from Weapon X. And you're like, what is this? This is so <laughs> awesome. Um but I, I get, I get, I digress. So I'm running this Jawan comic drive. Um, you can find the information. I believe Sal put a link in the description. I did. Um, there's also a handy dandy dis, uh, uh, web address, www.jawancomicdriveforsoldiers.com. Have it right here. I don't know if you, how well you can see that, but there you go. It's probably reversed. I don't know. Um, so we're trying to reach a goal of sending 20,000 comic books by November 30th. You can go to that video, get all the information. We're already one quarter to our goal because DC Comics kicked off the drive uh, with 5,000 comic donation. And I'm partnered with Operation Gratitude. So if you're a little like, oh, this seems kind of skeevy, I'm partnered with Operation <laughs> Gratitude and it's all good. Yeah, it's so, only up and up. Yeah, everybody out there, if you have any comic books lying around, if they're in good condition, good reading condition, package them up, send them out, and follow those steps in the video, and let's uh, let's uh, let's do a good thing for people because I think good things in the world right now are very needed. Yes, yes, we are <laughs> we are in uh, short supply. We could really use some. I know that Comic Pop are are going to be donating uh, some stuff as well, so we're looking yes. forward to getting that. And we're make, we're going to shoot a little thing, and it'll go out there. Yes, and I and I, and again, I've, I'm talking to some other people, some other some other uh, comic book companies out there have agreed to donate as well, but uh, I, I won't reveal who they are until they make their official announcement. Exactly. Good call. So. Well, it's a great cause. Definitely uh, get the word out. And if you in the chat or listening at home uh, really believe in it, definitely check out the link. We'll put it in the description here in, on YouTube and also on audio through our uh, iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and everything like that. Um, and tell your friends and share it around. because Yeah, wor worst that... case scenario, if, if you're confused about where to find the information, you can always find it on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Jawin, or on my Twitter, at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. I have a, the video is pinned to the top oh, of nice. my profile. 
So it's always there. It'll be there until November 30th. Nice. Well, there so. you go. Um, so moving uh, gears a little bit, we are going to be today talking about, uh, <laughs> based on Also the, good things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good things. Uh, the the <laughs> bombshell announcement that Young Justice is getting a third season, which I, the, the cynic in me never expected. And apparently, hey, I, here we are. I, I, on several panels and on several episodes of Collider, I said that this was never going to happen. Yep. <laughs> and I have never been more happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, so I, to I, I totally eat my words on this. And cool. I'm glad it's coming back. Exactly. So it made us think about um, cartoon shows that are based in superhero and comic book properties. And more to the point, we were thinking, what are some shows that don't exist that we wish did and yeah. that we'd like to see? And so uh, Jason and myself came up with uh, each of us uh, a list of five. And so I thought what we do is we kind of like go back and forth a little bit about what's on yeah, our list. Yeah, you want to count it down, like start at our, our number five and then go to our number one? Exactly. Yeah, oh, that'd great. be great. Because mine's a build. Oh, cool. Oh, nice, nice. Mine's, <laughs> mine, I would I would watch any of them, but I will, uh, I'll, I'll try to prioritize myself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess I put for number one the one that I want to see the most. But, right. Uh, um, true, true. So uh, do you do you want to kick it off or yeah. shall I? Yeah, I don't mind. I'll, I'll kick it off because I'm sure mine's... I, I know Set the tone. You suggested the, the concept, so I know yours are going to be way more solid than mine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, my first one up is DC Bombshells. Ooh. I would That's like a good to choice. Yeah, I would like to see a DC Bombshells animated series. I think setting that universe against the animation backdrop, uh, what reminded me of it was uh, the Justice League New Frontier animated movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, DC knows how to set uh, their universe in different periods. Of course, Justice League Unlimited did it a number of times. Uh, but I love the... the there, I don't want to say camp because it's not. It, it takes itself very seriously, um, but they know how to have fun and infuse joy and superheroics within the universe. And that's something that I think really translates well to the format. I think the, the bright colors, the terrific designs, the amazing, uh, expansive universe of DC Bombshells, I think it would be a really fun show. And I think it could it go on be. pretty much any network. You know, you could just throw it out there and boom, it's a show. That is a good choice, man. I would have never thought of DC Bombshells in a million years, dude. That's a great <laughs> choice. It's fantastic. Yeah, just it's unabashed fun. Yeah. So what's your five? All right, All right. my number five. Um, so I was trying to think about some different things out there. I was trying to think about maybe some getting away from some kid-related animated shows because yeah. I'm a huge fan. In a previous episode of this very podcast, we talked about how much we loved the Spawn animated series on HBO. Yes. And so I thought to myself, what would be a great successor to that? Like, what would be a good show, an animated show that you could do on uh, Adult Swim, Showtime, HBO, yeah. make it adult, and have it have as much impact as Spawn? So my choice would be Swamp Thing. Oh, yes. Because I'm, yeah, imagine a dark... Very uh, uh, 2D. I'd love to see this 2D animation, kind of in the similar vein of Spawn, mm -hmm. Swamp Thing, that retells the stories of Alan Moore or does flavors of Alan Moore. Even picks up the uh, Charles Soule run, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Uh, or the Grant Morrison, Mark Millar, Miller run. I, I want to say Millar, but I know it's Miller. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that run. I just think that Swamp Thing could fit this neat little pocket yeah. that we haven't seen in animation, yeah. except for Spawn. Um, we haven't really seen the horror cartoon. No, that's true. I mean, no. we, we were getting that Justice League Dark movie, which I think is like dipping their toe in the water of that idea. 
But it'll still be adventure though. Yeah, I mean, Batman's in it, so it's going to be, mm. it's still going to have high-flying superheroics just with kind of, like, unexpected characters. But a grounded, yeah. like, yeah. Alan Moore, 2D, dark, you know, yes, showtime HBO series would be awesome especially because be... you'd be like okay let's make it like a mini series like we're not going to try yeah. and like prolong it if it if it's successful mm -hmm. of course they could keep it going but like you only have a finite amount of episodes so you know that like each one means something and has weight yes to it. And, and, and if it had done right i think it could be the perfect vehicle to be like hey cartoons are just as valid as the walking dead yeah like yeah. people would have the fever for swamp thing that they could have that they have for like westworld it's true. Oh, man, Westworld. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like up. Westworld a lot. I just so. got caught up on episodes five and six. Six, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> the maze. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, all right. So what is your number four, man? Uh, my number four is actually in the opposite direction. This one's more, like, kid-friendly. Um, it's something fine. that you could put on uh, on uh, Disney XD or um, the ABC Family, whatever that became. Um, or it could go on Nickelodeon or whatever. It doesn't really matter, just so long as it's out there and it's uh, easily accessible. Um, and this is kind of like a trifecta. It's like any one of these three would be a show for kids or for, like, young adults. And it's, mm -hmm. I want to see either an Avengers Academy series. Oh, good. A Power Pack series or <laughs> a Runaways series. Well, I'll give you Power Pack <laughs> if it's drawn in the style of Chris Iliopoulos. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was thinking it has power to pack be that style. Yeah, I was thinking uh, just just kind of like a not not the Teen Titans Go, but more like like a Dexter's Lab kind of thing. Okay, Inter like a Johnny Bravo kind of style. Exactly. Every one of those shows you mentioned like mm -hmm. would totally fit into that. Yeah, I think it's uh, like, and it, what's great is you don't talk down to the kids with the show. It's just kind of like it's mm -hmm. it's featuring kids, it's featuring kid and young adult related issues and problems, and putting them into like a context for you know young adult animation. And it 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 does that. It tells that line of of story and fun slash action. You know where they're they're like, okay, we are making <laughs> like we're we're gonna make our money. Yeah. By, by selling the toys and all the other, like, chicanery that is associated with children's animation. Chicanery. Thank nice. you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, like, and I was like, oh, which one would it be? And I'm like, you know what, any, if it was, we can, you pick one of those, you pick, and they would all have the same animation style. Any any one of them would be my number mm -hmm. four. So. That could work. I could totally you. see that, man. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my number four, I'm going back to a little bit more kid-friendly as well. Okay. Uh, mine could also be a Disney XD show, sure. Uh, it could be anywhere. Uh, definitely a kids cartoon. Mm -hmm. um, I'm. I wanted to go for something. Uh, I I do have superheroes on my list. Right. But my superheroes are all kind of off the beaten path because you know if you want to see a normal like superhero story, go watch Batman, go watch Superman, go they watch exist. Just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're out there, and I don't think we need to repeat that. Mm -hmm. So I want to see like variations on that theme, and that's why um, when they remake the Spider-Man cartoon yes. into whatever they make it, which they're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see Spider-Man 2099. Oh, that'd be a great show. He's already been in Web Warriors. Yeah. So he's already been set up to the kids. That's true. Literally spin that character out into his own world, and let's see Spider-Man in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, not post-apocalyptic, but like a, Blade like a, Runner. Or yeah, a cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, thank you. Yeah, there you go. That's what I want to see. I want to see, like... 
you 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 could animate it 3D if you want. Let's do that. Right. But uh, that's what I want to see. Like I want to see the adventures of Spider-Man 2099 because I think you could tell the Spider-Man tales, but give it a different enough version that it wouldn't just be like repeating the same path over and over and over, which yeah. a lot of the Spider-Man cartoons do. No, it it's so it it'd be, it would be the ba- it would be the Batman Beyond for Marvel. There you go. Perfect. Perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's the Batman Beyond for Marvel. And and Marvel really needs a Batman Beyond. And they totally really do. Yeah. And as a, just some guy with a mustache said in the chat room, yes, shocking yes. That's a 29.9 joke. That's right. Know. Shock yeah. Yep. Yeah, shock the hell yes. Yes. Um, Thank you, Peter David. But uh, yeah, man, I think it would be so much fun. And, and Peter David, with his comic book run of that series, he set up such an amazing world. Yeah. And the comic series only got like... 45 issues, the original series I'm talking yeah. about. Only got 45 issues to explore it. Marvel has never quite figured out how to recapture what worked about 2099. Because You're exactly right. Because every time, I remember, I remember when they brought it back for that awful series, like it was called Time, Time Shock Storm. or Time Storm. Yeah. It's terrible. And when they were like, oh no, we're going to change mm. everything that you liked about it, but still give you the costume. And I'm like, that's not anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, fun fact: uh, there was actually going to be a Spider-Man 2099 show in the 90s, early 2000s. Really? Um, but they scrapped it at the last second because they didn't think the people would watch it, and that's what became Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh, that terrible series where he goes to the alien planet. Yes, Counter Earth. That was yeah. horrible. <laughs> it was terrible. That was supposed to be Spider-Man 2099, and then the studio got nervous about it. That explains why his suit is a huge ripoff of the 2099 outfit. Yes, exactly. They just kind of like tweaked the colors and changed the changed a little bit of the character models. Yeah. But yeah, they they didn't think they were worried that a Spider-Man series uh, not starring Peter Parker would work. Yeah, I. That's wow. Yeah, that's crazy, rough. right? Yeah. Don't we wish we had the Spider-Man 2099? We deserve it. And back then, it would have, it. Oh man, it would have at least had a couple of seasons. Yeah, it would. It would have lasted like a couple seasons, easy. I mean, even that awful show had its own, had like I think two seasons. It did have two seasons. We're just limped on. Yeah, man, that was rough. Did you know? <laughs> I had heard a rumor that Sony was so desperate to figure out how to keep their Spider-Man franchise going, they were toying with the idea of doing a Spider-Man 2099 movie. After the Amazing Spider-Man Two, like they were just like, I don't know, twenty ninety nine. We could do that. That just that just sounds like like these out of touch. Ex- ex- yeah, they were <laughs> these just like, executives. A- they have no idea what they're talking about. No. They're like, I don't know, Spider-Man's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> you know that they just had a like a wall that does all the pro all the characters and properties from Spider-Man, and they went. What can I do with that? I don't know. Silver Sable could be a movie, I guess. <laughs> do we own that? Is that something we have? Guys, guys, I know. What? The Sinister Six just starred in the movie. Just a whole movie about the bad guys. And maybe yeah, he, yeah. there's no good guys in it. No, That's a no good idea. guys. Maybe he could be good to do like a cameo, and that way we could sell action figures of Spider-Man and put the Sinister Six logo on the on the box. But otherwise, yeah, but no, boss, it's just about the bad boss. guys. What happens when they all get captured? Shut up, you! Yeah. Well, who <laughs> yeah. says they have to be captured? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clo- that... Closure? Yeah. No. No closure. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, you story logic man. Yeah. Shut up. I don't know. All right. What's your number four, man? <laughs> uh, um, okay. This one is... It's a little obvious. This was just like... It's a show that I feel like we never really got... Okay. And it's a show that was always promised, and this is flying in the face of what we've been doing so far, but I'd like a Batman-Superman cartoon. 
Like interesting, like the Jeff Loeb series, like the movies that we got, the two movies that we got with uh, Public Enemies and uh, the other one, Apocalypse, where it's yeah. just it's just a team up show that's always starring Batman and Superman. Okay, and it, it, I mean, we would I know we got. It, would, you, would you okay? Well, here's the real question. Yeah, would you call it Superman Batman, or would you call it Batman Superman? I I feel like both I and DC agree it would probably be called Batman Superman. <laughs> Get out of here. I think that it would work either way, but I think that DC would be like, "Well, we we gotta put the bat first. He's he's yeah." He... I, I, I get I get it. I I would just love it to be called Superman Batman because I love that comic book series yes. so much. That's the one and I'm thinking there, of. Yeah, there there are so many good runs in that series too, beyond yeah. the Jeff Loeb run. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you just take that concept of you know the dueling monologues the dueling per, uh, approaches to to crime fighting and superheroics and their personalities and just and just pit them against each other where it I think you're going to get your wish in the next 10 years. I feel like you might be right. I mean like yeah. We'll have I think to see, you will or or at least a trinity cartoon. I think a trinity cartoon is more likely. I mean especially mm -hmm. with uh, the dissolving of the Superman Batman book at, in favor yeah. of a trinity series. Mm -hmm. Um and a trinity series makes sense. It's just that like with a Superman Batman show it it, it you have fewer characters to juggle, and it allows you yeah. to then make anyone fit into the third character. You know, it, it could be primarily mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, but, like, you could always throw in anybody else. You could Batman Brave and the Bold it and be like, Booster Gold's in this one, because who cares? Mm -hmm. It has Superman and Batman in the title, so we can put anybody in it we want. Like, it could be a Green Lantern, or it could be all the Green Lanterns at any point during the series. But it's, like, it's all about Batman and Superman and their approach to the same problem. Like You're going to like Just League Action quite a bit, then. You know... I saw the I saw what the plan is for that show, and I think it's what it, it's one of those short ones, right? It's like it's like Teen Titans Go, where it's like here's 15 minutes or five minutes or whatever. Um, sort of. It's it's for like little vignettes mm -hmm. of like 10 minutes. Does it? It reminds me of that. Uh, that reminds me of the short they released, where Batman and, and Lois, Lois Lane? Lane. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So good. That was a great. Um, that was a great cartoon. I was like, this is fun. I hope they make more yeah, of these, and then no yeah. more. Well, what you were saying, man, Just League Action is kind of like, um, it's kind of what you kind of described. It's mm. it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman teaming up with these other people. Oh, well, there you go. Then I then I, that know. show already exists. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're going to see it in less than a month. So. <laughs> nice. Man, I, I've completely fallen off the, the radar as far as like when anything comes out anymore. So they, they pushed it back. It was supposed to come out this month, I believe. And then they knocked it to, I think, the end of November. I think it's going to come out right after Thanksgiving. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, I, I think it looks a lot of fun. But uh, I think I think you're going to get your wish for your uh, specific Batman, Superman or a Trinity cartoon. Yeah. I, I I guaranteed it within the next within a decade. I bet I, I have no doubt of that. Nice. I mean, I I do know it's kind of being greedy because like most of the first season Justice League show is that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I threw that on the other day, and uh, Tiffany and I watched the um, for the man who was everything episode, which was of course originally written by really Alan good. Moore and then adapted by J M D Mateus. Uh, I was rereading. Wasn't that the Warren Ellis episode? Was it Warren Ellis? No, no, no. It was uh, Dimitrius. Was it James? You sure? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check that. Go do, do, do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, but it was cool how he kept a lot of Moore's lines and dialogue, and I was like, this is cool. Oh, you are, you are. I'm sorry, my bad. You are James Dimitrius. Yeah. I know that. I, uh, knew that. I knew that Warren Ellis had written an episode for did. that series, and I, and I just couldn't remember which one it was. I, I'd like to know what episode it is because I guarantee you it was awesome. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, man, actually, uh, I was having watched that episode and, uh, a member of the, of the population watched or sent me a copy of all of the, the hardcover of all the Alan Moore DC, like best Mm -hmm. works. And so I'm going to do for the man who has everything, uh, on back issues in the next couple of weeks. And that is going to be fun. So he, he wrote the episode season three, episode 10. Uh, Dark Heart. Oh, that's, okay. That's the one with the weird black thing, and it, it's kind of the first time you see the entire team come together. Yes. And Just League Unlimited, and yeah, they fight Cadmus and stuff like that. That's his episode. Oh, that's a good. That's a dark one. That's like, well, yep. in, in its own name, but uh, that, makes, that's makes like, sense. well, he conveys the futility of the battle where they're like, I don't, I don't know what we can do. <laughs> we're all gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're all like, we're, we lost. We yeah. Lost. Oh, Warren Ellis, oh. man. So what's your number? Th- Three, two, three. Oh, maybe that was your number three. Yeah, that was. Yeah, no, my yes, number three it was, was your number three. Okay, so yeah. this is my number three. Okay. okay. Um, my number three again, going back into the adult world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pitch Adult Swim, the perfect cartoon for them right now, and I want to see him greenlit it by Comic Con. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's say you're a young boy who works at a fast food restaurant, and then one time when you're taking out the garbage. You throw the garbage into the can, and then it flies into the stratosphere. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's experience that together in the Invincible cartoon series. Yes. That's what I think needs to happen. I think Son of Superman with adult tone. Yeah. I, I, we, I cannot believe Robert Kirkman has not greenlit the Invincible series. Um, I, I from- feel like it's only a matter of time. I, I just I don't know. I, it it seems so proven. It, it seems so adaptable. Like there's just certain scenes you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to adapt because sometimes uh, Robert Kirkman likes to park two characters into a room and have them talk for seven pages. Right. Um. You couldn't do that type of stuff in a cartoon. But like all the action and the the battles in outer space. Alan the alien. Yeah. Like. And uh, um the artist uh, uh Ryan um, God Ryan Otley. Otley, yeah. Ryan Otley's art is already perfectly translatable to, to that anim- Adult Swim, to animate it. And you could make it adult. You could show the blood. Yeah. And plus, man, I want an Invincible action figure so bad. I'm shocked there isn't one. I'm shocked there isn't one, too. Like, this I is mean, the one thing. This is the one cartoon on my list where I'm like, how does this not exist? Yeah. that I, I feel like that must be, I mean, like, Kirkman ju- is, is ending Invincible. Mm-hmm. I think he's focusing a sad lot. about, of- by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's focusing a lot of attention on the show Walking Dead. When yeah. Walking Dead ends, and I think that the show will end way sooner than the book. Uh, I feel like the show. Yeah. I think Walking Dead probably has two more seasons left. Um, they're in season eight or seven. I think it's seven. Okay, I, I have a feeling they'll go. They'll go to ten. I think they'll want ten. I think they will. I think it'll lose it by before. I, I think it'll lose it by the end of nine. I don't know, man. That's a they, they had the highest ratings ever. So, that's true. man, that's quite a, that's quite a drop in two years. Yeah, I think people will be sick of zombies by then. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I could be right. wrong. I'm, I've been wrong before. Um, I jumped I, ship on that show like three seasons back. So, all, the only people I know who watched Walking Dead don't anymore. Like that's I all I hear. Um, mm. But that said, um, I think that once that show's over. Kirkman will have the bug of making shows, and I think he's gonna be like, "I own this. I could get fat checks from mm-hmm. this." <laughs> and I think yeah. that I think Adult Swim would be cool. I think that Kirkman would be like, "Fuck it, we'll take it anywhere. Like, we'll take it to you know, we'll take it he to could. Showtime." He like, could. It would also, to be honest with you, it could be the cartoon 
to prove to Netflix oh, yeah. that cartoons can work. Yeah. Um, because again, again, like if you notice, you'll notice in my trend uh, of picking these characters mm -hmm. that I cannot believe that somebody hasn't figured out there, and I'm throwing it out to everybody that's watching this podcast. This is an idea that exists in Hollywood that nobody has picked up and nobody has executed yet. Mm -hmm. The serialized dramatic cartoon. Yeah. It is out there somewhere. And yeah. when it hits like Stranger Things, it will hit hard. No question. And everybody will be talking about car this cartoon. I'm shocked that Powers was made into a live action series and not just let's do a cartoon and just. Because it, called, it was so money. Yeah. Money. yeah. I, can it I didn't be like more expensive? I, I didn't like anything about that show. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> I couldn't even watch it. I was like, I don't have the PlayStation Network. I can no. Mm. Um, for me, my number two. Oh yes, what is your number two? My number two, number two is the uh, is a look at the Marvel universe from the streets in the form of a Heroes for Hire sh show. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So it's it's the show. The cartoon show is basically like any standard like which Heroes for Hire. Luke Cage and Danny Rand. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to go with the John Ostrander team. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to see yeah. that. I think we're going to see that in the Netflix series. I agree with you. I think we'll see more than just them, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that I think Netflix will I think Defenders will establish Heroes for Hire and I think that if it is as successful as Punisher, it will become a Heroes for Hire like it will become a show. Um but is but Watching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the animated series, they had an episode in which Danny Rand and Luke Cage like were heroes for hire or teamed up or, or solved a problem. And I was like, that's a show! Just watching these two be their characters <laughs> and D and you could have and and you're basically you you save on animation in as much as like mm -hmm, they're they're mm -hmm. never going to be fighting galactus they're dealing let me with well let me ask you a question too what kind of animation style do you see for that show because um would you want to see the uh, the style that's like currently in the Cage series? I think that that's kind of the one I was thinking of. That's the one I was mm -hmm. picturing in my head was like a Tartoski kind of approach where it's it would look great, ultra stylized and uh, you know minimal backgrounds. You know, it's just really just really about the mm -hmm. character and about like that exaggerated form. I think that'd be really cool and also a little less expensive to animate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah. It would be. It would be. It would be a fun series. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I mean, like. Is it something that I've been waiting for, like that I've been asking for? Not necessarily, but mm -hmm. I think it'd be a solid show, and I think it'd be kind of fun to see. I think it'd be like, oh, this is a fun show. Where it's like, let's look at let's look at the Marvel universe from down here. Like, well, mm -hmm. look at them all flying well, around. You know, you keep tapping this vein, man. Like, it's interesting. It's interesting noticing the difference between our lists. You keep tapping this vein that I think is going to be tapped. Like, I think we see a Luke Cage cartoon show in five years. Mm, I hope so. A Luke Cage Iron Fist like. I, I I mean we've already seen Luke Cage and Iron Fist in Ultimate Spider-Man, so like I yeah. think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You you go for these, and I'm and I'm and and I'm going for these picks that are like like this needs to be the cartoon that can change that cartoons. Saves everything. Yes. I have a I, <laughs> my my issue with that is like I I have a pitch for cartoons, but it's not for like shows that are on either TV or Netflix. But uh -huh. uh, but we'll hopefully we can talk about that after this list is wrapped up. But like okay. But yeah, uh, so what's your number two for this uh, this list? My number two is, again, another thing that I cannot believe has not been animated. Um, it is, I think if you were to animate this, you would have to do it 
in a series of movies, probably direct-to-DVD okay. uh, or Netflix movies. But I want to see Bone. And, um, That's... Bone by yeah. Jeff Smith, if you don't know, centers around the three Bone cousins wandering through the forest and finding this basically this amazing fantasy world. Yep. And I think you could tell it, like I said, in three movies if you did like a trilogy of it. Yeah. I think it would be perfection to do it on Netflix. I think it sounds perfectly right up there. But Jeff Smith was an animator. Yeah. He kind of designed that world around animation. And I think the reason why we haven't seen the Bone movie, and by the way, if you haven't seen, if you haven't read Bone, get out there and read it. It's, yeah. it's a big giant thing. And it's one of those series like Sandman, like Watchmen, like The Dark Knight Returns, you have to read it. Yep. It's like required reading. And because I haven't heard a single person that's ever said that they hated it. Yeah. So, but... I think Jeff Smith holds on to those creations tight. And I think that's the reason why we haven't seen um, a lot of Bone, even merchandise. I was so blown away at New York Comic Con this year. I was walking by a booth and I saw this little Bone statue. And I could not believe that there was actually a Bone statue. Was it the one with Phone Bones looking at the map and he's doing... Yes! That's... Yeah. I Okay. I should have bought it now, man. I, like, I, you I, really I, should I, have because like yeah. the only time I ever saw that statue was in the pages of Wizard Magazine. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Because they were really hyping. I remember when Wiz when when Wizard okay. and Bone were coming out at the same time, they were really hyping up the book, and that's where I heard oh. about it and picked it up. Yeah, that that's too like Bone like Wizard magazine is a big reason why I know about Bone. But like Bone, the Bone cartoon, I think would look amazing. I would love to see the Bone cartoon in the animated style of the Peanuts movie. Yeah, where where it was kind of like a weird mix of three D and two D. Yeah, but I also think a two D movie by Jeff Smith would kill. I agree. Uh, I also think that it would be something that if he did it right, he could create the first independent animated film. Yeah. Like just go direct the DVD, do it all himself. He could kickstart the damn thing, and I guarantee you it would fund. He could kickstart it the way same way that uh, Mike Powell did with uh, with with Goon. The Goon, yeah, flat out. Like people would people would uh, buy it, man. Like and so Bone is easily my number two choice. I really want to <sighs> see it animated. That man, Bone. That you know. I heard that Nickelodeon had optioned a Bone movie and then wanted oh. to make a whole bunch of really, like, typical like typical Hollywood changes. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it, it, it became so unrecognizable. Smith's like, are you kidding? Like, are these jokes? I'm not even, yeah, no. Yeah, he's just like, what? And I think he might be a little gun shy. You know, it's kind of like uh, how Nintendo never made any movies after the Mario Brothers movie. Because they were like. I could, I could see that. I'm like, it's been um, 30 yeah. years. You made one bad movie in the time when there were a lot of bad movies. You can make a Zelda movie <laughs> now, guys. Um, yeah, and he's and he's released it. Um, like there was a Telltale game of Bone. I remember that game. Like, I, ten, I only played like, the shareware version, but it was mm -hmm. uh, that it was like was, ten years ago. Yeah, but like fun. so he's not he's not completely crazy out. And I, I did a little I did a little bit of searching here, mm -hmm. um, and Warner Brothers owns it now. Really? Uh, okay. Apparently, this is according to Wikipedia. You know, our our, our high journalistic site of right? Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, it says on Wikipedia that Warner Brothers bought the rights. And according to a report from July 2011, there have been two scripts that have been written and rejected, with a third one still being written. Mm. And supposedly at that time, the first film was supposed to be released in 2013. Oh. Obviously, that didn't happen. No, it did not. Yeah. So. No, I think that I think Bone would be a really sweet show where it's just like on, you know, on Netflix or wherever. Mm -hmm. Where I remember. Do you remember hearing the pitch 
for Preacher when Mark Steven Johnson of Ghost Rider fame wanted to make it. I did. And he was I like, did. he goes to HBO, guys. If you've never heard this story, he goes to HBO and he they're like, so what's your pitch for the show? And he goes, and he takes all 62 issues of the book and he goes, episode Drop one, the table. episode two, episode three. Yep. Like, that's the show. And, ever, and people were like, yes. And then apparently yeah. they greenlit it and then they changed hands over at HBO and they threw everything that was greenlit away. And do you know instead, who was supposed to play? Do you know who was supposed to play Jesse Custer? Was it was it uh, the dude from Westworld and Cyclops? Yeah, it was James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden, man, I feel yep. so bad for that dude because every time he almost <laughs> gets a break, you know, he was like, "I'm well, Cyclops, not anymore." I'm. It's because Superman's it's because he's boyfriend. almost good enough. Yeah, he is almost good enough. He's he, you know, he's not he. He doesn't knock you off. He doesn't knock your socks off like Hugh Jackman. No, he he gets the job done. But he gets the job done just good enough to where you're going to be like, yeah, he was fine. Yeah. But you're never going to be like he was amazing. No. And, and you know, I've never I've never pictured James Marsden as Jesse Custer. I'm like, yeah, right. Got, I'm like, I don't think you got the stones to play him, man. You got to like mm -hmm. you need somebody who's really hard boiled. And James Marsden is too pretty. Well, for again, Jesse Custer. think about the weird alternate universe where. Kevin Smith made that picture back in 99. Yeah, by the way, if, that... you, if you Google Arseface, View Askew Productions of Kevin Smith yep. fame uh, yeah. commissioned a, a mask, and it's, the, it's a picture-perfect representation oh, of Arseface. It's gross-looking, man. I'm, it is. Oh. Because I've seen it, when I watch that pilot for, for Preacher, I'm like... I like I already live on Earth 13 where that where that show already exists. <laughs> well, whatever we think about the preacher TV show, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. I really um, don't like it. And I yeah, I got I a lot of born. crap for it by the way cuz I was like I thought I'm with you. I thought I was a good judge of quality. I go on Twitter I'm like fuck this show. And <laughs> the internet <laughs> unanimously agreed, no fuck you. Look, I'll say that I'll say this about preacher. It's well shot. The yeah, cinematography is amazing. The acting is fantastic. I think everybody's well cast. I agree. Except for Nothing Dominic. Nothing happens I, for 10 episodes. Man. Nothing happens for 10 episodes. Well, no, because nothing can happen. Yeah. When he when he ends the show with not killing everyone in town, I was like, we're going to stay here? Everybody yeah. dies in the first episode, in the first issue, man. Well, see, I I even understand staying in the town for the first season. We're going into preacher spoilers. It's not animated at all. Sorry, folks. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but uh, when when they stay in the town, I don't have any problem with that because I'm fine with that because you know it's budget. You have to think about the budget with a TV show. You we, we can't you can't really do a road show on television. It's kind of hard. Yeah. And everyone that's and everyone that's gonna yell at me, The Walking Dead. Well, guess what? They film in the same ten foot section of the woods. Yes. You can spot it. <laughs> yeah. You always see the same tree. No, it's it's that is... very obvious yeah. to anyone that's worked in production. Um. So they don't they don't travel. That's the reason why they get away with it. They just are like, oh, let's shoot that tree now. Well, yeah. let's shoot that tree. But preacher, you can't do that. No. Um, so I don't mind them staying in the town for the first season. My only problem is is that like the forward momentum of the plot and him discovering his powers and what he's going to do with them. Yeah. Barely moved a centimeter in ten episodes, <sighs> and to me, that needs to move in three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and and uh, so you know whatever. Anyways, but. The Kevin Smith, but we got back to the original thing. Kevin Smith making that film, yeah. it was Ben Affleck playing Jesse Custer. I, you know, I think he could have made it work. 
Really? I think back then I would have made a joke about it, but now having seeing his Batman, I'm like, dude's got the chops. I think he well, could do I, it. I I think 43 year old Ben Affleck has the chops. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think 29 year old Shakespeare in Love Ben Affleck probably would not have been able to pull he, it off. And that's the Ben Affleck that would have been in Preacher. But you know what? I, I've always maintained. Uh, I I had always maintained back in the day when Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck were buddies and actually worked on everything together. I was like. I, I hated Ben Affleck in a lot of things, but mm-hmm. never a Kevin Smith movie. And I was like, I think that Affleck and Smith have such a good rapport that mm-hmm. Smith could have elicited a Jesse Custer out of Ben Affleck. Uh, I think a stronger director could have, sure. Yeah. I don't think Kevin Smith could have. Kevin Smith, I don't think he could have directed a Preacher movie. But no, I, think he, I 100% agree with that. But I think he could have gotten the performance out of Ben Affleck. Because yeah. I think, for whatever reason, I don't know, like... Affleck can do Smith dialogue like nobody else. Like, dude, like, he reads it like Shakespeare. It's, true. it's amazing. Um, but I also, and- at the same time, I don't know if I would have ever wanted to seen the Preacher Kevin Smith movie because that Jesse Custer would never have sounded like Jesse Custer. No. He would have sounded like Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. uh, so hey, what, what are we on your number one or my number two? Uh, we're on... I just said Bone. Yeah, number two for you is Bone. It's my number one. Okay, here we go. All number right. one, choice. This is a what show... What is it, Sal? I would like to see Exiles, the quantum leap in the Marvel multiverse. Wow, nice show. reboot of the X-Men cartoon. Yeah, just <laughs> you could do anything at all. And every episode is a standalone episode that has like maybe a little bit of plot that runs like throughout the, the series, like Young Justice. Mm-hmm. But you just you have a core bunch of characters that nobody knows or nobody outside of like the core. Like, who's Blink? You know what I mean? Like, you just have a mm-hmm. whole bunch of random characters who everybody starts on, like, square, or starts at square one with. And can I go... be, can I be the studio for a second? Sure, sure, sure. All right, all right. So you're the writer. I'm yeah. the studio. I'm going to give you a note. I want to see how you react to okay. it. Okay. All right. We need Wolverine on the team. Okay. All right, it's, cool. It's I'm, X23. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, we need Logan. We need Wolverine? Okay. Can it be an alternate reality Wolverine? Does it have to be? It can be old man Logan, but it's got to be Logan. Yeah, we can do that. We can make Wolverine. Okay, sure. He's... All right, good. Yeah. No, like, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard no so much in my life. I'm so hungry for anything. I'm like, that sounds great. Wolverine, I'm in. I'm in. Can we call it Wolverine I, in the you Exiles? Just, you, just know, like, you just know that's what the studio is going to say to you. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, yeah. well, Exiles. That like that, that sounds like X. Is there, are there X-Men? Yeah. Wolverine? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is Wolverine on it? Yeah. And you know what it is? You just make Wolverine kind of like the dad of the team or the like. Sure. Or not. You know, you pick a Wolverine who never joined the X-Men and he's like, He's reluctantly with the team, and so he mm-hmm. usually runs off on his own anyway. But you could make Wolverine work in the yeah. Exiles. Yeah, well, you could, you could, you could make the pilot about them rescuing Old Man Logan out of his apocalypse. That's which I it. think would be really cool. I agree with that. I mean, like for the love of God, like Exiles changed. That the reason why I think it was why I had no hesitation was because Exiles has changed the team roster so much throughout its run. Yeah, that because it really many doesn't... of them died. Yeah, I mean, like, Spider-Man 2099 was a member of the Exiles. I was just about to bring that up. I was like, he's on that team. <laughs> he's on that team, too. I mean, like, they had Morph on the team. Yeah, Morph. I love Morph. <laughs> he's amazing. He was, uh, for me, it was like, okay, we, we just want Slapstick, but nobody's going to know who that is, so we're going to make it more. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it still worked. I, I, but I think, yeah, no, you can make it work with Wolverine. That's fine. Sure. That's good to know. <laughs> you're like i'll be right back <laughs> i'm gonna run over to yeah to uh disney xd over here it's right yeah. down the street exiles so. quantum leap and Mar- quantum leap and marvel boom that's that's your pitch quantum leap and marvel that's it. all right that's it all right man uh all right my number one yeah uh i thought long and hard about this uh 
there's no pun there, so shut no, up. Exactly. Um, so I was trying to think about what should be the number one. And for me, I think it's a series that is really, really needed right now. And I think it is a character, this is a DC character, that has had one of the best runs in the entirety of DC history. Okay. DC has tried to reboot this character twice. Mm. Um, they tried to bring back the original writer to reboot him. They still have never captured the flavor of the original run. Is that sad? Yeah. Um, my number one is Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. <laughs> because I think that it would be the hair apparent to the Static Shock animated series. Yes. I, I immediately thought of Static when you mentioned yes. Jaime. I was like, yes. yeah, it would be like the same show, but mm -hmm. with his roster and his and but, his. Cast. Yeah, but it's amazing because the Jaime Reyes, the original run, um, his family knows that he's a superhero. Right. And so it's about him and his family working together to fight the, the, the heroes and stuff like that. And or fight the enemies and stuff like that, and his best friends in on it, and yeah. then like his aunt is like the 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 mob boss, and then he meets this posse group so we can get gang talk in, and it's like you know whatever. And I know a lot of people would be like, well, Young Justice season two covered a lot of that, and right. yes, that's very true, but I think it just needs to be specifically Blue Beetle. I think we need to like just he can let's okay, I'll give you this, he can meet Young Justice, but he can right. meet Young Justice in season three, right. <laughs> You know, You're like, I want that to... there's a three, there's a, there's a third season for this guy, but true. I, I want I want him by himself for a while, and he can meet Guy Gardner and he can meet other people, but I don't want him to join a team uh, until. And yeah, somebody uh, Blackwing twenty forty brings up a very good point. Uh, DC and CW were going to do a Blue Beetle live action series. I did and not can, know that. You can find the test footage on YouTube. It actually looks pretty cool. You know, I, uh, that makes sense. I mean, like, it's a teenage character that has a family and a bunch of different fun characters. Like, yeah, you, it, it fits their mold really well. It would be... I, I think it would be a kid's cartoon that would connect more now than people ever realize. And, 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 it, and, if, and if it connected and it got the three seasons... Uh, that you know, cartoons get three seasons. I don't know if you know that because they get ninety episodes. Oh, I'm telling the crowd, not you, Sal. I, okay. I, I you know that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to be like, uh, like demeaning you. Be like, Sal, you don't know that. You, uh, yeah, no, but I appreciate it. Because you totally know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in case anybody out, out there doesn't know, they do the 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 ninety episodes for syndication, and then they move on. Because mm -hmm. when they animate a cartoon series, they don't do it by season. They literally animate and write all ninety at the same time. So. Um, so you're so, gonna yeah, get your so, third I don't season. Know. It's. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get our third. Let's get third seasons, and and I think it would be a show that would be well remembered for the next twenty years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think it would work. I think that the the issue. I think my only problem, my only concern, is the marketing. You know, they need to really sell it yeah. well. You know, and I think I, he's a I good looking. That. He's a good looking outfit. So mm -hmm. like, I think that there's there's merit there. You know, I will say that I will say I I totally get it. I get your your. your it's a very fair point. Um. But at the same time, I would flip that counterpoint to be like, well, nobody knew what Steven Universe was. That's true. Yeah. You I know. Mean, yeah. Any of the new shows that we that we like that came out over the last two years, like they were, they there was no context. Mm-hmm. But it was so, word like, of mouth. Yeah, exactly. And, and Blue Beetle at least has a comic book. Yeah, so, that's true. And has appeared on Young Justice. You do. Yeah, you do have a point. There is there there is uh, he's established. You know, and mm. there's different avenues that anyone can reach yes. the same show from 
and there's plenty of different stuff that you could do with that series. Like I said, like the whole first season could be his origin story. Yeah. The second season could be him time traveling with Booster Gold. Yeah. Um, the third series could be like him teaming up with the Teen Titans or Young Justice, whoever you want it to be. You, you could build it kind of like the Batman. You remember that series? Yes, I do. I did like that. Build, I, it was a yeah. good show. I didn't give it its due when it came out. I was like, Kevin Conroy's not in it? Bye. And yeah. then I caught it later, and I'm like, oh, this show was actually pretty good. Oh, damn. The later, <laughs> the later seasons are actually pretty good. Yeah, and you, so you could build it. You could, you could build it if it got five seasons to where uh, Jaime joins the Justice League. Yeah. There's so many different things you could do with that show, and you sell it like this. Um, it's, it's teenager Iron Man, mm. except the Iron Man armor is alien armor that's trying to kill everybody. Right. Boom. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's a cool pitch. I like that. Um, are, are there, uh, I'm very curious, uh, were there any shows or ideas or anything like that that almost made it onto your list that last minute you were like, I want to take off? Oh, man. Uh, let me look at my, let me look at my, my notes. Wildcats was one of mine. Wildcats. That had a show. <laughs> <laughs> I want it back. Wildcats had its shot and, and nature it targeted it for extinction. But they have incredible powers. They, they, <laughs> God, that show, man. Oh, for that matter, we can we could talk about. I mean, yeah. I no, I did not have anything. I, I mean, like, I was just like, this would be cool. I think there was something else that I had and I deleted it. I don't remember what mm -hmm. it was offhand, but yeah, off the top of my head, I mean, like, Gen thirteen would be a cool show. <laughs> Gen thirteen would be a cool show. Uh, somebody in the comments just said Generation X. I think that would have been a great Generation show. Generation X is like, I can't believe that didn't exist. Yeah, they did a TV movie about Fox. It's, it was terrible. Oh, oh yeah, they did. That was yep. that, that was we did a we did a commentary you, video about it, like where we just <laughs> we just we just riff tracks it and but didn't prepare beforehand. Just, just like let's watch it and like Ooh. I think I included video where we're just like the, oh. I think it's five minutes are left and we're like this has to end. You want you want to hear a fun fact about that movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in Wizard Magazine back in the day, kids, Wizard Magazine, yep. uh, magazines are these things. Sal, if you don't Tangible know. Tangible piece of paper. of paper, yeah, that are yeah. all in sequence. Yeah, now we just use them for kindling. Yeah. Um, so, in the, if you remember Wizard Magazine, they had those contests. Yeah. One of them was for the Generation X movie before it came out. I don't remember a contest and, and, Yeah, one of them was, and you had the little piece, like little card, and you cut out the little card, yep. and you filled it out. And I think the question was, like, you say, like, which Generation X member was your favorite or whatever? Mm -hmm. And they had, like, a first, second, and third prize. I won second prize in the No contest. shit. Yeah. Yeah, That's man. That's awesome. What was second I won, prize? I won I won two contests out of Wizard back in the day. I won an Avengers thing and I won Generation X, but the Generation X I remember because they sent me like action figures of Implate, Skin, and like Jubilee. Oh. And then I got a bad pair of sunglasses. I got a poster from the movie, a little Gen X pin. That's awesome. And, and then like some trading cards. But I remember back in the day being like so blown away because I was like, I can't believe people actually win these contests. Yeah, I did not believe it. No, I, yeah. I entered a few contests myself and I never even got acknowledgement it arrived. Yep. Yeah, I, awesome. I won I won that terrible television movies. So so when that movie came out, I was so excited to see it. Yeah. And I was terrible. <laughs> What's amazing about that is uh, I was watching it when we watched it about a year ago. Out of nowhere, Jubilee drops an f bomb, and you're like, "What? Yeah!" And and then just ran every once in a while, they'll drop like a really so like hard R curse word or term, and I'm like, "What? 
what the hell was you, this where did, show? Where did you watch it? Because I saw it on Fox. And I, I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so maybe there's like an uncensored there's version or a, something like I that. think it's the European cut. Not unlike oh, when they okay, did. Okay. Uh, not unlike when they did the Highlander European show. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar with Highlander, it was this yeah. excuse to watch Celtic people cho chop each other's heads off with swords. Um, it was, uh, but the Highlander TV series starring Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod uh, yep. was you had it was on USA, but they had the European version that you could get on like VHS, and that one had sex scenes in it. I did not know about that, and I even watched that terrible series. I watched that show quite a bit. <laughs> My... I did too. And there was that stupid spinoff, The Raven. Oh, I don't remember The Raven, but yeah, there was Highlander, The Raven Man. I, I oh, watched it's terrible. I, I watched the movie where it was Endgame, which like ended the show and the other movie. <sighs> God, what a terrible! Wow. Comes... Although I did not oh. watch the next one because there was like another one that was like. A... Yeah, I I watched the next one. No, <laughs> it's so bad and it makes no sense. I couldn't even. Yeah, it's That's... so bad they missed the you know what yeah the guy adrian paul the guy who played duncan mcleod yeah he now goes around to um comic book conventions and does a sword fighting training class really i'm That's not cool. joking i mean like yeah. he had to learn all that stuff so i get yeah i would i mean it's how good much for is him <laughs> i think it's like there's different levels i looked into it because at stanley's la comic-con they had it no kidding and I think for like $300, you just get to like take the basic group class and he's kind of there and he watches you. Mm. But if you pay like $500, you get like one-on-one -on -one with him. Ooh. Like like three hours one-on-one -on -one where he'll like try to make sexy love to you, but right. also teach you how to kill somebody with a sword. That's awesome. Yeah, I would fight the Highlander. Not for $500, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, not for $500, yeah. yeah. For $300, I might take the class depending... If it's an all-day class, totally I'm in. But if, if it's could... like two hours, forget if it. If we could shoot it, I'll, I'll drop the 300 like, oh, they're not they're not letting you shoot it. No way. No, yeah. I, I would want it to be like a Conan segment where it's like a remote. Where... <laughs> you can and, do a hidden camera. Yeah, that would yeah. You're wearing these big awkward glasses. I don't want to piss off Adrian Paul. He might He'd punch you right in the face. He would punch me right in the face or kick me <laughs> or chop my head off. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We know. uh we did talk about uh back when uh, back at uh, New York Comic Con, um the Weekly Poll and I were chatting about how I am shocked that there's no Valiant series. You know, you're, yeah, their XO Mana War would translate really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what other series. Are, I don't know if a Quantum and Woody animated show would work. I think a live action Quantum and Woody show I think, would work. I think a Quantum and Woody would sh work on Adult Swim. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, like yeah Adventure yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers, but in the Valiant universe, like yeah, I'd watch that. That would work. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I, you know, I think they're, I think, I think Valiant's dipping their toes in the water. Yeah, they're 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 and checking I, to see what you know what works best for them. Which yeah, makes and sense. I, I think they'll get there. I yeah. mean, they're doing that web show, which is something that I think I can't believe every comic book company hasn't done. That's yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. especially with so. them working directly with Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun is like practically doing Marvel and DC movies all the time. Basically, yeah, yeah. The only downside I would say about the the Valiant stuff is you, you watch that trailer and and there are a couple of special effects shots that look a little. Mm, they're not. But they're not done. They're not finished. Maybe they're not. They're not finished. So I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that yeah. the render's not done. Right. And that's happens in happens in big screen movies all the time. Oh yeah. Oh no. So. I I saw I got a uh, an early screening of Serenity and they had like the huge key pieces were just not finished. Yeah. 
Um, funny thing about uh, um, so so every once in a while when I get the privilege, I get to watch episodes of um, the the CW shows early. Makes sense. Um, here and there when I have when I have to be able to like know stuff for an interview. Yeah. And in those, it's always the early cuts. And what they'll do is they'll either cut to a black screen where it's like Oliver climbs the building with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to him on top of the air on top of the roof, of course, because it's mm-hmm. all CGI. Right. Or like um, if the Flash is on the show or it's the Flash, sometimes they'll cut to a screen and they just have this like anim- uh, animatic of Barry and it's just like this. And <laughs> he slot. It's a cutout picture of Grant Gustin and he just slides places. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he just move it across the camera. Yeah. Like, Here you so go. you'll see him like just slide up a building, like a real building shot that they've <laughs> shot. That's awesome. <laughs> that that gives a completely different uh, watching experience. I like that. It does. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it, it, it makes the show like completely not about the special effects. Like You actually literally have to watch the show for the story. Right, exactly. Yeah, you you're know? not just waiting for the next, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, would you know, you know, which is the thing. But it's it's it's, it's kind of interesting uh, to, to see those certain things. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, animated shows, man, like, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll bring it back way into the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many superhero movies out there. We're getting so many of them. We're getting so many uh, superhero movies that it, I'm, I am a little surprised that there aren't more superhero cartoons. I agree. I agree. You know, it, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. For me, um, and I'll, I'll this is my last point that I wanted to make about, uh, it, you know, animated superhero stuff is... You know, when when Marvel was getting their druthers and getting back on back on track, uh, I get why you know they kind of focused inward and just worked on comics and everything. And then mm-hmm. after they figured out the Marvel Studio method, they're just like, okay, movies. But now that you're owned by the mouse and you have these resources, this perfect distribution center, you there's there's almost no reason why they couldn't just. And, and I'm surprised DC didn't wind up doing this, too. Uh, they mm-hmm. kind of did, and I thought they were heading in this direction, but it wound up only really translating to Batman. But this idea where, you know, you, you take a core, you go, okay, here are all the characters. We're going to cast this th- these people, you know, and you're this person, you're this person, you're this person. And then just lock them in, like, into a 12-picture like a, a deal. Mm-hmm. But it's like a picture in as much as, like, they're animated direct-to-DVD features or direct-to-Netflix features. And it's just like, you're going to be Spider-Man for the next 12 movies. Or you're going to be the, you know, the thing for the next 12 movies. And just be, and just go, Kree Scroll War, Avenger, like Thanos War, Contest of Champions, Secret Wars, like Civil War. Like, but mm. just go in order. You know, just go and, cre- and just create, like, and, and, and adapt the entire Marvel history. Well, it, it's interesting because... Um, you know, you look at you can look at the DC side for that. Like you can see the Warner Brothers doing those adaptations. Yeah. And um, I learned very early on because I actually have a lot of friends that work in that department. Okay. And they're the writers and whatever. And you learn very early on um, that unless it's Superman or Batman, it doesn't sell. Right. And that's this hard, cold fact. That's the reason why Batman is in Just League Dark. You can look at the numbers of all these. Yeah. Um, anything like that. And I have a feeling that Marvel's the same way. I kind of feel that I think with Marvel you get a little bit of um, stretch because I think if, if something's appeared in the movie, um, you know, they can do it. Yeah. But I, I kind of agree with you that you could do all these comic book series 
as long as you could like couch it into Avengers, like if well, it was Avengers thing. Infinity Gauntlet, or but <clears throat> I've noticed too though, and DC's more forgiving about this because especially <clears throat> like they have the CW universe and they have the the mainstream movies, and then they're doing the animated movies. Yeah. So they don't care if they step on each other's toes. Right. Marvel does. Yeah. Like Marvel, Marvel's very much like Marvel would barely let Agents of Shield touch the Inhumans. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not making that movie anymore. Yeah. I did you, you know? hear by the way that Feige quote where he was talking about like they were like are, is it canceled and he's like oh, of course not it's kind of canceled but I could see it becoming a TV movie. Yeah, like and you're just like what? I'm like wow. Um, For me I hate so, the human so yeah. I'm like yeah, fucking stick them on Agents of Shield make a movie out of it. I yeah, don't care. But, but I agree with you man. There are plenty of there are plenty of like Spider-Man storylines out there, like like let's see the Clone Saga as a cartoon because we'll never see it in the live screen. No, or like let's see, but you could do. That's the thing is that you make these, you make like the Marvel animated universe, and you mm. release these things, and you could literally just call every event is an X event or an Avengers event, just X Men, mm. you know, uh, Age of Apocalypse or X Men, uh, you know, the the Dark Phoenix Saga. You know, and they all take place within the single continuity, then and maybe there'll be some crossover, but for the most part it's just Avengers and X Men, which we've proven sell. And they, that's true. And you could X Men release... I, I don't know anymore. I, yeah, well, not anymore, but like yeah. they I, Chris Claremont was interesting. Out of out of New York Comic Con, he said something interesting. He was like, if Marvel had the rights to the movies, X Men would be the number one selling book. Let me ask you this. Do you agree with that statement? No, uh, I don't either, <laughs> but I but I do think that Marvel would at least be putting more effort into their X franchises, or mm -hmm. at least shining more lights on it. Because like uh, the fact that they're releasing those like the, the, those X books right now, the Jean Grey, Iceman, yeah. X Men Gold, X Men Blue, uh, Generation X books, blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't believe you're doing that. Seems and like a step right and back in the right direction. That's I think that's fantastic. But that's mm -hmm. I, I was like, that is the treatment that X-Men needed, and for the longest time they weren't getting that kind of uh attention. So yeah, I mean like true. But I think that if you release DVDs or just go on Netflix and like, X-Men, bruh, and make the X-Men title bigger than the underscore, that sells. And then mm -hmm. you could release uh, supplemental like underscore movies where it's like you, you know you got these you got these Avengers events that take place, but then you got like Spider Man: Craven's Last Hunt, and that takes place in the same animated universe, but it's about Spider Man. Well, like, you know, again, uh, that would be something really cool. That is something that that's something that DC is sort of doing right now because all their movies since War are in that same universe. That's right. It's just too bad yeah. because I don't like that universe. Yeah, well, <laughs> there have been some hits and there have been some misses. Yeah, um, uh, I thought the I thought the first one was really good. I liked I liked War. Mm -hmm. I thought it was um, alright. There was one of the Batman movies that I really liked too. It was the one with Nightwing and Batwoman and oh, the uh, last one that was uh, the last one that just came out. Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, um, so like, yeah, I don't know. Like right now, they're they're. I think Justice League Dark. I'm really gonna dig. Yeah, because Matt Ryan as uh, um, whatever you know. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, um, you know. And Tevya Smolka right now is just like war sucks, war sucks. That's cool. You can hate war. I'm sorry, I like man. it. I'll, I'll I'll watch it plenty of times to make up for you. We can disagree. It's all cool. Exactly. That's how it works, yeah. man. Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting that you you want, you really want that continuity and animated. I and do. I kind of feel that Disney is like no 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 no. We yeah. have that continuity in the movies. Right, but like you've proven it works and you seem to like it. So why not keep it going? And I th I don't I know. I don't I, know, man. Sometimes I sometimes I feel like we will never. We will never crack the egg that is the corporate executives of movie studios. 
what blows my mind and what constantly surprises me is it is at the end of the day always going to be a gamble. Yeah. You're always betting. And they're big gambles too. They they're, are. they're they're million dollar gambles. And they're they're gambling using properties that have stewards that know what works and what doesn't. You know, like you're not just taking a gamble on I guess this Keanu Reeves movie might work or like this really cool solid script will work if I attach this name to it even though mm. that's dead that doesn't work anymore um but you're taking a property that has a built-in fan base that has people that are creative and work on this thing and have proven this doesn't work this does work like and and you don't listen to them and you go no 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 I'm going to take your property because I know it's successful but I'm going to still apply my bizarro formula that I've even proven doesn't necessarily always work and mm. hope that it does yeah. and it's like if you're going to gamble, you you want to know how many you want to at least know some of the cards that are in your opponent's hand. Like I don't know. It it I'm I am shocked as well. And for me it's it, it's so shocking because it's such a preventable problem, you know? It's it is. It, or it's weird, man. It is. You know, it feels it, it, it's it's weird. It, the weird thing about it on on either side, on either side of the fence, even with Valiant there are there are so many corporate strings and fences that we don't know yes. and that we can't see and we'll never see unless no. we become one of those executives. Right. Or um, or they fail so hard that like there's a little documentary movie about it. Like that yes. amazing John Schnepp flick, the uh the, the Superman Lives movie. That's right. John Schnepp, love him. Death of Superman Lives, go check it out. Yeah, I uh, I love good that. Good buddy movie. of mine. Like, Where would go, man? Like <laughs> it was a solid flick. I was like this is cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a new series that's coming out next year through Comic Con HQ that is gonna do. It's called What Happened, oh, um, and and he already announced it, so it's no big deal. But uh, yeah, he's gonna look into other movies that were almost made. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, and I know, uh, uh, I know if you know a little filmmaker who made the Terminator series. Oh yes. You you know about a certain superhero that he wanted to do in the '90s. Oh, we heard all about that. Yeah, I've read both scripts. Yeah, I oh. read the script too. Well, they're gonna tackle that one. So that's that. Whew. I'm glad oh, that man. never happened. <laughs> you know, the weird thing about it is is that because that movie would have came out in '92, '93, it would have been his movie instead of Terminator 2. Yeah, which thank God, man, I would have. Well, Terminator 2 is amazing. Yeah, um, it still holds up. Probably one of the best action movies of all time. That's exactly right. But you know what? I've read that script too, and. You have to read that script, uh, and I've had this conversation with a couple people. You have to read that script as how would yourself in 1992 have reacted to that script? You can't judge it by now. No. Oh, no, you can't look at it in a post-Iron Man world. Or post-Avengers world. Oh, definitely. I mean... You know, you can't can't do that. Well, I mean, just just looking at the Spider-Man movie that we got in 2002. Which I love. I loved it. And I still love it. I don't care. I I like one more than two. Oh, get out of here! Hard I love to two. imagine because two was my like two was I was like this is the greatest superhero movie of all time, mm. despite the fact that Tobey Maguire can't possibly wear that mask for more than thirty consecutive seconds. Yeah, that's true. I I mean I still put Spider Man Two as one of the strongest movies made, but like it I is really saying, strong. Like, um, going back to to James Cameron, I don't know, man. That movie coming out in ninety two that would have been I kind of. I kind of think 92 me would have loved it. I, I agree I would have loved it. It would have been a doorbuster. It would have been like, you know, yeah, no, that would have been amazing. It's just that, you know, thank God. We what got a different it. world we would be in. It would be, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what's funny is like Batman 89 is a is a great bat flick 
in a context yeah. in, in in the context that it came from, and and yet it did not spawn great Batman sequels. <laughs> no, it didn't. Right? <laughs> it just although it, I although I I like Batman Forever too. I like, I did not. It's pretty rough in some points, mm-hmm. but like. There are some points of it that I really like too. Uh, um, like it's it's the only other sequel that I can watch. But but also, I mean, I can't stand the scene in Batman '89 where Michael Keaton acts like he's in a completely different movie, picks up a poker, oh, snatches let's get the nuts. Package, and like, do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! And I'm like, you're in Beetlejuice too. You're not in Batman. That was really weird. It was actually it was on <laughs> HBO the other day, and Tiff and I were watching it, and she doesn't she never really saw that movie, so she's watching mm. it. She's like. Where did this come from? And I'm like, exactly. I Every go, time you come to that scene, you're like, this is a completely different movie. Yeah, that scene came from <laughs> Michael Keaton being like, I want a scene where I'm crazy. <laughs> yes, he's like, I'm tired of being stoic. <laughs> yeah, because he's just sitting there. You know, there's a there, there. Of course, there's that scene where he's sitting in the back cave. He takes his glasses off, and you're like, you're wearing glasses. Yeah, right. Why do you need glasses? You're not old. <laughs> yeah, or when he's sleeping upside down after Vicky Vale and he have sex, and you're like, yeah, what's that? <laughs> that's Tim Burton being like, he's a bat though. Yeah, it's it, there. So there are moments. Look, look. There are moments in every comic book film, every comic book film yes. that knock you off. You're just like, what? What yeah. is this? There are there are moments in every film that do that. Well, there are there are highs and lows. Every comic book movie has something where it's like, all right, admittedly that was pretty awesome. Yes, exactly. Every com- like the opening scene of Batman Eighty Nine, oh, I think yeah. is pretty flipping fantastic. It is. Um. But that does again the thing about like I would say um, I love the scene in Batman Forever where he crashes into the party, mm. and then he fights Two Face all the way into the sewer, and then Robin rescues him. I mean, as a kid, that was everything I wanted in a Batman movie. Still today, I love that scene. Like, cause again, it's we haven't gotten a Robin since, and the, I was no. like, Robin's fucking rescuing Batman. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's wearing the full Robin suit, sans cape, but still like. Yeah, comic he's accurate a Robin suit, Robin suit. Like, and he's 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 adequate. That's something that that's my <laughs> biggest dream for uh, the you know. Uh, there there's a scene like that in every one of those movies that to this day, uh, um, to this day, like I lo- there's a scene in every one of them that I love. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, even if I think they're stupid. Yeah, you know, I, I there's a scene that I there's like one scene in there where I'm like, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know you about know, Batman like, and Robin though. Oh, let me think. I I love it for well, camp. I'll, okay, I'll I'll say this about Batman and Robin. I tried to rewatch it a couple years ago. Could only make it twenty minutes. I could, I never. I've never seen it all the way through. I've only See, I I only saw that's it. A commentary you should do. I yeah, especially because I've never seen it end. So I'm like I'd be like, oh my god, what is gonna happen next? What is this? What was what was the thing we were talking about one time we were on a podcast and we people were like there was the the crazy thing that we needed to do like the series that we needed to review. Oh man. I, I, it was like either Axis or or, or, or or Clone Saga or it was some crazy Superman. Well, listeners, go back to the past and yeah, find let out. Us know. <laughs> let us know what it is. But because I'll 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 watch uh, Batman and Robin with you. Let's do it. All right, I'm down. Yeah, we could do that. We've done commentary tracks on this show before. We could totally do Batman and Robin. You know, you know how I because you, you know the one good thing for Batman and Robin. Yeah. Robin's suit, because I just watch him as Nightwing in that entire. That movie. is Nightwing. That is straight yeah. up Nightwing. Yeah. He has Nightwing. He's wearing Nightwing suit. Yeah. And it looks great. It looks all right. I mean, like. Except for the nipples. You get out of here. Nipples, it looks great. That's the problem. It's. 
You, you can never can't see from... them in the dark. Yeah. Oh, somebody just. Oh, Paul Colson and and Milmox oh. and Tevia. It was Future's End. No, the, that... it can't be Future's End. That's the back issues we need. We have to yeah. do is Future's End. That's right. I have. Uh, I have the whole series, so we could totally do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should do it. Well, because again, Future's End to me not as bad as Countdown. Right. Or or World's End. Earth Two World's End. World's End is like what the hell. Just for throw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't even give that to the soldiers. No, we were talking. To, yeah, <laughs> don't give it to them. They'll be like, "What? Ha, what is this? Why did you do this?" They were like, "Is this a? Is this a? Is this the enemy attacking?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today on the episode of Elseworlds Exchange, in which we discussed top me, five animated uh, pitches, more or less. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, definitely check the description or uh, of this video or this audio episode uh, to check out more about uh, the the Comics for Soldiers project from uh, Jao Wen. It's gonna be awesome. Yes, um, please. Anything, any comic books you have lying around, please donate them. The soldiers will appreciate them. You can find the information on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Jawin, or on my Twitter at Jawin J W I I N. Uh, and also, a uh, quick shout out because uh, um, I'd be curious your opinion. I just put up a video uh, yesterday. Uh, a couple days ago, about who I think Dr. Alchemy in season three of The Flash is. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty proud of this theory, and I think I'm right. And it's and it's a guess that no one else has guessed. Nice. So I, I'd be curious. Go over there and watch it. Tell me what you think I'm right, because I think I nailed it. I think I figured it out. Well, there you have it. You have your homework, everybody. <laughs> well, there you go. So it's over there on my channel. And, and any again, any comic books you want to give to the troops, they will greatly appreciate it, and please help out, guys. Yeah. Sal, this was fun, man. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Thank I love coming on this on, podcast. Man.